Hello, I'm Stevie Nicks and welcome to Where to Begin, the podcast that is your beginner's guide to a singer or band. Today we're going to look at a man who could comfortably pose as the poster boy for quirky, although given his profound introversion, perhaps he wouldn't be comfortable posing for anything. Whatever, it was just a metaphor. The point is, Mark Everett or E or Eels in today's case is certainly different, hard to categorise. He marches to the beat of his own drum. And that's what makes him so interesting, and probably what also keeps consigning him to the fringes. But then, there is nowhere else he would rather be. As I said, being centre stage under a spotlight isn't for him. E just wants to make records, and make them in his own time. Sometimes he'll put out two in a year, other times he'll wait four years. Are you one of the beautiful people? Is my name on the list? Wanna be of the beautiful people? Wanna feel like I'm said many times on this podcast that we will be avoiding all the hits as we make our way through this episode, but that won't be difficult today given Eels has probably only ever had one hit, and even that didn't set the charts alight. And the song I'm talking about is this one. Everett is your classic case of a tortured songwriter, 
For him, writing songs is a form of therapy to help him navigate his way through the slings and arrows that life throws at him. He's written about his sister's suicide, his mother's terminal battle with lung cancer, his strained relationship with his father, and of course his myriad personal relationships. If you're looking for a pick-me-up, well, you'd probably want to look elsewhere. But if you want to dig deep into the marrow of life and try to make sense of it all, well, Everett's your man. And it's also the reason why when a song such as Mr. E's Beautiful Blues comes along, the song we just heard, a life-affirming song that radiates joy, well, it just sounds even sweeter than it would coming from someone else. Because you know Everett is celebrating this moment. It's a heartfelt bask in unbridled bliss. Anyway, the ill story begins back in 1991, when Everett signs a contract with Polydor and puts out an album a year later under the moniker E. The record's called A Man Called E, and it stakes out E's terrain, both sonically and lyrically, right from the start. Sonically, it's all over the shop. Indie pop, a bit of Beach Boys. We've got strings on a couple of tracks, a toy piano on another. Everett just throws it all up against a wall and sees what sticks. Overall, though, while it sounds a little thin at times, it's easy enough on the ear to earn a pass. And then there's the album's themes. As I said, the record sets out its agenda right from the start. Hello, Cruel World is the opening track and first single. And elsewhere we have Nowheresville, Fitting In With The Misfits, I've Been Kicked Around, and Are You And Me Gonna Happen? This is not an album made by a guy who is sure of his place in the world. The track I want to play though is Looking Out The Window With A Blue Hat On. It is quintessential eels. Its sunny disposition masks the anxiety inherent in its lyric. This is a song that Everett would write time and again as his life and career progressed. It's about a guy who's into a girl, but she's not into him, and while he knows the situation is unlikely to change, he still lives in hope. Find me a sky-high cliff he sings at the end. Just let me try to jump off. Maybe I'll fly. Oh, she comes on like a fog And then she goes out like a neurotic dog So now I'm sitting here thinking all day Looking out the window with a blue hat on Find me an open grave, just push me in Then let me up to live again So she bought a little pork And filled it up with names she never shook So I'm just one of them Thinking all day long Looking out the window With a blue hat on Find me a sky cliff Just let me try To jump right off Maybe I'll fly A Man Called E received mixed reviews, but undeterred, Everett resurfaced a year later with his second album, Broken Toy Shop. 
Broken Toy Shop was mostly more of the same, sounding in parts like Elliot Smith on Uppers. But I'm going to skip ahead to Everett's next album, which was the first to come out under Eel's banner. Called Beautiful Freak, the record was two years in the making, and while it rocked out a little more on some tracks, notably the excellent single Novocaine for the Soul, overall it pretty much sounded like the previous two albums, albeit with a bigger recording budget. Beautiful Freak was a much better album though. Q, who gave it four stars, described it as a quote, complete musical vision, a genre-spanning soundscape that reels you in with its myriad hooks, end quote. This is an album that still takes pride of place in all Eels fans' album collections. It's a record that still sounds fresh today, despite the fact that it's 27 years old. Now the track I'm going to play is my favourite one, Mentor. It's a song of unease and introspection, and again anxiety. I turn the channel, but nothing is changing, Everett sings. The only truth is that everything's a lie. They say I'm mental, but I'm just confused. It's like I dressed up in my mama's clothing. It's like I'm talking to a voice that doesn't exist. It's like I got a wire crossed upstairs. But all I want is just a little truth and that's it They say I'm mental but I'm just confused They say I'm mental but I've been abused They say I'm mental cause I'm not amused by it all Everett's most personal albums would be his next one, 1998's Electroshock Blues, the album that details the descent into death of his mother and sister, plus the realisation that given his father had died many years earlier, he was now literally the last man standing in the family. The record is obviously grim, but the underlying theme is not wallowing in grief, but trying to cope with it. Songs include Going to Your Funeral, My Descent into Madness, Cancer for the Cure, Hospital Food, and The Medication is Wearing Off. But the final track ends the album on an uplifting note, P.S. You Rock My World. After detailing his understandable abject sadness, he ends the song with Maybe It's Time to Live. So let's have a listen to it. Here's P.S. You Rock My World. Yeah. 
Electroshock Blues garnered the consistently best reviews Everett had earned to this point. Nothing under three stars pretty much everywhere. The LA Times summed it up well, saying the album was a quote, brilliant work that combines often conflicting emotions skillfully, end quote. Daisies of the Galaxy, which came out two years later, was a more joyous album. This is the album that contains Mr. E's beautiful blues. If you want an album to start your journey into ills with, this is probably as good a place to start as any, either this or Beautiful Freak. Certainly Daisies of the Galaxy is Eel's most commercially satisfying album. But not all tracks are light and sunny. This is an Eel's album after all, but the majority are, and they make for easy listening. It was certainly a welcome respite from Electroshock Blues. Now there are any number of tracks I could play to demonstrate the album's uplifting elements but I'm going to go with a song that doesn't. It's still easy on the ear, but Flyswatter is a little excursion into irritability.
Daisies of the Galaxy was again warmly received by every critic who heard it, and it even went as high as 8 on the English chart. Everett was now in unfamiliar territory, mainstream acceptance. What would he do next? Well, there was really only one thing he was ever going to do, and that was to put out an album that guaranteed to shift people's gaze elsewhere, and that album was 2001's Soul Jacker. Soul Jacker wasn't a bad album though, and nor was it a radical right turn, not like say Neil Young's On The Beach was from Harvest, but it wasn't another dose of light, mostly bright musings. The other thing that set it apart was the fact that Everett didn't look within himself this time for material. The subjects were instead inspired by stories he'd read or heard. The other notable influence was UK musician John Parrish, who co-wrote some of the songs and co-produced the album. Now there was one particular track I liked, and that was the second one, the Austin Powers sounding That's Not Really Funny. It's another song where Everett plays the sensitive victim. Did you think that I would laugh when you said I was small? Did you think that would pass, as if nothing at all? You say a lot of funny things, my little bunny, and I almost always laugh, but that's not really funny. Souljacker and its subsequent tours, Everett set about writing what would be a double album, Blinking Lights and Other Revelations. 
but somewhere along the way he decided to halt proceedings and concentrate instead on making what he called a quote, succinct, direct and no bullshit record, unquote. And that album was 2003's Shootin' Nanny, which was inspired by the way Muddy Waters wrote songs. But Shootin' Nanny wasn't a blues album, although it did have a couple of blues numbers on it, such as the opening track, All In A Day's Work. That's not the song I want to single out. I want to play Love of the Loveless. Why? Well, I guess it's because it's signature eels. Downhearted, downtrodden, but not defeated. Don't have too many friends ever at sings. Never felt at home. Always been my own man. Pretty much alone. I know how to get through. And when push comes to shove, I got something that you need. I got the love. Love of the Loveless. Don't got a lot of time, don't give a damn Don't tell me what to do, I am the man If there's a God up there, something above God shine your light down here, shine on the love, love of the loveless felt at home always been my own man pretty much alone i know how to get through and when push comes to shove i got something that you need i got the love love of the loveless love of the loveless love of the loveless All around you people walking Empty hearts and voices talking Looking for and finding Nothing Shooting Annie received mixed reviews You could say that Pitchfork thought Everett had shot himself in the foot giving it 3 out of 10. But Rolling Stone was more generous, affording it 4 stars. Blinking Lights, which was recorded in the 6 years between 1998 and 2004, eventually saw the light of day in 2005. 
Like Electroshock Blues, this was a deeply personal album about, according to Everett, God and all the questions related to the subject of God. It's also about hanging on to my remaining shreds of sanity and the blue sky that comes the day after a terrible storm. And it's a love letter to life itself, in all its beautiful, horrible glory. End quote. Blinking Lights was a return to the sonic pastiche that characterised Daisies of the Galaxy and Beautiful Freak. But as with all Eels albums, it wasn't all a walk in the park. Suicide Life, Going Fetal, Old Shit, New Shit, Son of a Bitch, and I'm Gonna Stop Pretending That I Didn't Break Your Heart were bleak, half-glassy musings. But then there was Sweet Little Thing, A Magic World, Hey Man, Now You're Really Living, and Theme for a Pretty Girl That Makes You Believe God Exists. But the album's centrepiece was unquestionably the final track, Things the Grandchildren Should Know. This is the most personal song one of the most personal songwriters has ever written. Everett is writing it to his unborn child. He's telling them about his foibles and insecurities and how much he's like his father, even though he tried hard not to be. Age has helped him better understand his father and his mental battles. I'm turning out just like my father, Everett sings at one point, though I swore I never would. Now I can say that I have love for him. I never really understood what it must have been like for him living inside his head. I feel like he's here with me now, even though he's dead. I go to bed real early Everybody thinks it's strange I get up early in the morning No matter how disappointed I was with the day before It feels new I don't leave the house much I don't like being around people Makes me nervous and weird I don't like going to shows either It's better for me to stay home Some might think it means I hate people But that's not quite right Some stupid things But my heart's in the right place And this I know I got a dog, I take him for a walk People like to say hello I'm used to staring down at the sidewalk cracks I'm learning how to say hello Without too much trouble Blinking Lights and Other Revelations was another album that impressed the critics. Four stars in Q, Uncut and Mojo. Eight out of ten in NME. Positive reviews didn't help Everett break too high into the US market though. Although it made it to 18 in England, it only scraped into the top 100 in the States. 
Still, Eel's footprint in Europe was strong enough to keep the record company happy. Four years separated Blinking Lights and its follow-up, Ombre Lobo, a record that was recorded with just electric guitar, bass and drums, or recorded live with no overdubs. Ombre Lobo was a record about desire, and it formed the first part of a trilogy of concept albums that would eventually take in the twin 2010 albums End Times and Tomorrow Morning. Everett later said that his favourite track was the second one, The Look You Give That Guy. So Spotify if you're curious to hear it, because I'm going to go with the penultimate track, Beginner's Luck, a song that finds Everett swept up in that giddy feeling only fresh love can provide. Seven months after Ombre Lobo dropped, Eels had their eighth album out, End Times. This was an album about divorce and ageing, and it divided the critics. Enemy gave it an eight, but Pitchfork said it was, quote, plodding, boring, and full of icky self-pity, end quote. I find it a very uneven album, with a couple of standout tracks, but not without its fair share of filler. One track that wasn't filler was Paradise Blues, which was a piss take on Suicide Bombers. Scary little suicide bomber On the way to paradise Gonna take herself 
The second album for 2010 was also written during Everett's divorce, but this record chronicles its aftermath and finds the author in a good headspace. For all the wear and tear, I look okay, he sings on What I Have to Offer, and one of the reasons Everett is happy is the fact that he's met someone else. Sonically though, the album didn't present anything we hadn't heard before, so let's move on to album 10, Wonderful Glorious. Recorded in his new expanded home studio, the songs were born out of several impromptu jams that Everett and his four other bandmates improvised. It was a new way of writing songs for Everett, and it resulted in a record that had its own distinct character. And that character was Garage Rock. Here's the title track. Next year, 2014, Everett was back gazing at his navel with the cautionary tales of Mark Oliver Everett. This was a quieter album than Wonderful Glorious, but that didn't please everyone. A couple of critics were becoming weary at Everett's endless tales of woe. 
One critic said, quote, This album struggles to appear deeper than a common puddle, and while E's previous penchant for sharing has given him a brilliant book of songs from which to draw on, I wonder how long he'll stay floating on the surface, end quote. The record did well again in Europe, going as high as seven in the UK, eight in Holland, and two in Belgium. In the US, though, it only managed to get to 96. Now, personally, I'm siding with the states on this one. I find the record pretty mundane. But we probably should play a track. So here's a song that sounds like Danny Elfman wrote it. Series of Misunderstandings. Everett felt burnt out after making that record, and he decided to take a break and consider whether he actually wanted to walk away from music. And the truth is, he probably had said all he could say about himself. So what else was there to write about? Typically, this period of his life wasn't without its ups and downs. He tried acting, got married, had a kid, then got divorced, before deciding to plough on with music. Everett hadn't stopped writing songs though, and he eventually decided to gather them all and make another album, and that record would be 2018's The Deconstruction. The Deconstruction was typical eels, so there isn't really much in the way of new sounds, but I'm going to play you a song that sounds like something Phil Spector would have produced if he was still making records, and that track is called Bone Dry. Cause you 
extensive tour followed the release of The Deconstruction, and when it finally finished, Everett and his band were keen to record new material and head back out on the road. Those plans were derailed though by COVID, and the songs that would form Earth to Dora were written before the pandemic, but Everett was keen to make the album to give his fans something to listen to. And that something held few, if any, surprises. By now, eels seemed unable or unwilling to step out of their comfort zone. One thing you can always be guaranteed with an Eels album, though, is a song that will grab your attention. And the song on this album that caught my eye was track six, Are You Fucking Your Ex? It's a song where Everett once again feels on shaky ground with his girlfriend. Not surprisingly. Where were you when I called last night? received mixed reviews, but I thought Uncut summed it up best by saying the fact that the song sounded familiar would be comfort for some, but lacking evolution, quote-unquote, for others. And I found myself in the latter category. The question was, was Everett listening? Hold up in lockdown, he now had plenty of time to write and contemplate his next record, and what he decided to do was get back in touch with John Parrish and see if he was up for another collaboration. Parrish said he was, but there was one significant problem. Everett was holed up in LA and Parrish was confined to Bristol. The pair got around that by emailing song fragments back and forth and finally getting together in LA when the authorities allowed it. 
Extreme Witchcraft sounds like Souljacker Mark II, lots of fuzzy distorted guitars and multi-track vocals. But that's not said as a criticism. In fact, the fact that it wasn't a sequel to the generic The Deconstruction was cause for celebration. Lyrically, though, it was still all about Everett, and that was something that by now people had come to realise was never going to change. But then John Lennon ever only wrote about himself too, so why not Everett? The track I want to play is Better Living Through Desperation, which sounds like Eels meets PJ Harvey and reads like Eels meets Everett. You're alone and prone to moan. Well, I can understand, Everett sings. Standing tall and you don't fall, but you're in quicksand. Maybe soon a brighter tune will whistle through your lips. Eels in a Nutshell, a band that likes to stay in its lane of warped, droll idiosyncrasy. Everett has made a career out of wry introspection, but you have to wonder if it's going to be just more of the same from here, and I suspect it will be. But that will please Eels fans, but it won't win him any new ones. That said, if you're in a state of extreme anxiety or tortured self-doubt, well, there's no better person to turn to than Mark Oliver Everett. Now, he hasn't found the secret to a comfortable life, but he also hasn't given up on trying. And that's reason enough to keep tuning in every once in a while. You'll more than likely find some Novocaine for the soul. Life is hard, and so am I. You'd better give me something so I don't die. And his lawyer are coming back 
While you're waiting for next week's episode, you might like to check out some of my other podcasts. There's Song Sung New, which looks at covers of famous artists and songs, and there's also In My Life, which is a collection of interviews that allows each artist to tell their own story. Song Sung New and In My Life. It's music for those who want to know more. If you want to hear these songs in a playlist, head to my Spotify page and you'll find one that I've curated for you, among others, from my Song Sung New podcast. That's Stevie Nicks with an X. And we suddenly know what heaven we're in when they begin.